0: 13 away from five, Barry Soper, political editors with us. Hey, eh, Barry. Good afternoon, Heather. Where are these REC workers going to come from?
1: Aha, uh-huh, that's a very good point. And uh, look, there are a lot of factors in this uh, announcement today, Heather, that um interesting that Dern is just back from um, highfaluting it in New York at the United Nations. And her first announcement, uh, she didn't leave it to Michael Wood. Uh, She had to front it with him, admittedly. So they'll be dancing in the vineyards tonight. Uh, What they admitted to was, well, certainly Michael Wood did, is that they've been listening to the industry. But look, the truth of all this is um, they had to do it. They had to bring in uh, the largest number that they've uh, done in a decade, simply because they couldn't get Kiwis to do the work. And the other thing is that uh, those who would normally uh, do this sort of work uh, those uh, are those that uh, are here on working holidays there are not nearly the numbers uh, previously that were here and uh, they had to do it because um, as we've heard from the horticultural industry virtually throughout there are there is fruit rotting on the ground and on the vines so uh, this wasn't the great, um, step forward that the government would have us believe today it was done through absolute necessity uh, to keep our uh, industry going. Did Prime Minister get asked about the mood of the boardroom? Yes, she did. Uh, yours truly. I was there um, earlier, Heather, when she was going into caucus. And, of course, so uh, we know that she's plummeted to um, number 12 in the pecking order when it comes to the CEO's view of this cabinet. Uh, At the top of the order is uh, none other than James Shaw. But look, it appears that Jacinda Ardern was unfazed. Have a listen to her on her way into caucus today.
2: What I reflect on, of course, are the other signs that we have around how our economy is performing. See, Standard & Poor's have just recently taken a very different position. Uh, We have almost record-low unemployment. Uh, GDP growth, that demonstrates we're stronger than we were pre-COVID. Business here
1: is not happy with you.
2: Well, I would have thought that those are all signs that they should take. We know it's been a tough winter, we know of course that we're rebuilding and working very hard to strengthen the economy, but the signs are there and of course we're looking forward with optimism
1: to the summer ahead of us. James Shaw is ranked as uh, the top Minister by Business, that surely is concerning. No, why would it be? Well because he's not even in your cabinet, he's outside of your
2: cabinet. Look again, he's uh, a Minister that does uh, excellent work on climate, exactly where we need to be, and of course sits alongside a a number of of other ministers, all of whom I have
0: confidence
1: in. Yeah, I'd like the Greens to uh, answer that one. That's exactly where they'd like to be. <laughs> I, <you laughs> I think see they I may have a different view on that one. Yeah,
0: I don't reckon this is good for him with the Greens because if he, I mean, this is the very reason that he got rolled by the delegates, isn't it? Because he's too cosy with business and business, and, and, and he's not a proper activist. <laughs> and so for them to see it again, they'll just be like, ah, oh, geez, that's why we try to get rid of him.
1: Yeah, but uh, business like him, let's face it, Heather, because he hasn't done very much. Well, yeah, I can agree with that. Hey, so is the Republican <laughs>
0: is the Republican debate going to be part of the poll tonight, the TVNZ poll?
1: Well, well, I assume it will be because the questions came uh, to Jacinda Ardern today, and um, more importantly, I guess uh, she said that, uh, as she's always said, uh, she believes she'll see a Republican her lifetime. But uh, in my view, the more important person in all of this was the Minister of Crown. Uh, Māori relations, Calvin Davis. Um, he says that he's also in favour of a Republic. Uh, but uh, look, um, I put it to him that the Treaty of Waitangi uh, would be somewhat redundant. He said that if the Treaty was weakened, uh, then he'd stick with the monarchy.
3: We would have to have cast-iron guarantees that the Treaty would not be diminished in any way if we were to become a Republic. But if I had concerns that it would be diminished, well then, you know, I'd I'd vote to remain a monarchy. If if
1: it was a republic, it would make it difficult, wouldn't it, for the treaty, because it's with the Crown, the Crown would no longer exist?
3: Yeah, that's why I think it's really important that we have that conversation.
1: Couldn't it be attractive to renegotiate the whole of the
3: treaty? Ooh! (laughs) <laughs> uh, that would be quite dangerous, I think. Um, I mean, I think that the, the treaty is a very simple document. Uh, we just tend to confuse it and make it complicated. You know, there's three parts and I think that the third article is the one that's the most important. That is of the rights of British subjects. In other words, uh, Māori have the right to equal outcomes uh, along with every other New Zealander.
1: I think he'll find himself uh, sticking with the monarchy on that basis, Heather. Interesting, Barry. Thank you very much, Barry. Soap, political
0: editor. See what Calvin Davis did there. This is what Willie Jackson's doing as well. And notice how lovely Jack Tamer's doing it as well. They they interpret the third article of the treaty as equal outcomes. Even though I'm, am I wrong in thinking that the third article of the treaty guarantees equal rights? There's a massive difference between equal rights and equal outcomes, isn't it? And this is where that it's been t- words have been put in there that weren't in there in the first instance. News Talk ZB.